Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright, I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my center. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, March 26th, 2023. Godfather of soul. Bringing us in. What did James Brown ever do to anybody? Except do way too much cocaine. <laughs> Guy's a fucking a billboard for why you should not do cocaine. Now that I think about it, I, sh- I should have probably played this more on like a Memorial Day or like a July 4th, but... I'll figure something out when I get to those days. I got to stay away from the Rocky Four soundtrack, as a matter of fact. It's like the second time I played it in, I think, three weeks. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I was just scrolling through and I saw it. I'm like, ah, it'd be a good one. You know, let's play that one. The funny thing is, though, of course, you know, that, that song will forever remind us of Rocky Four. <laughs> And <laughs> there's some certain things like about that entire scene that just crack me up, you know, uh, especially with Drago. If you think about it, you know, now a lot of people regard Rocky four as the best in the franchise. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that, but you know, some people say it's the best one in the franchise. I think one is the best. I don't think you get any better than that, but I get it. You know, it was the, the timing was perfect. You know, it's the end of the cold war U S versus Russia, David versus Goliath. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just like the whole thing was weird because it was like 
Drago comes around. This guy doesn't say a fucking word. He's just this big steroided freak. He's like 6'8", 260, you know. He's built like a freaking freight train. Comes over in his military outfit and just sits there and looks intimidating. Doesn't really say a whole lot. Everybody can quote every line that Ivan Drago said in that entire movie. <laughs> right? But then, they're in Vegas fighting, right? And it's like Ivan Drago is standing in the middle of the ring in the basement of the fucking casino. Like, he's like, what, what is going on here? Is, like, we fighting here? Because, like, 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 you got to turn the lights on. I can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> just, he's just standing there with his handlers. Right? And next thing you know, the ceiling opens and here he comes and he just ascends into the casino floor. And now all of a sudden he's in the middle of a Vegas show. <laughs> right? He's looking around. He's like, what the fuck is this? What do these American people? What is this? You know, he's like, I I just came here to kill this motherfucker. Where is he? What, what are we doing with the show and the music? And I'm in the basement. I don't know what's going on. So finally, the, the ring clicks in and he's now he's to stand in the center of the ring watching all these dancing girls and shit. And then James Brown comes out and starts playing that song, Living in America, to which I, Apollo Creed descends from the sky on this platform with I can only imagine is like a Brahma bull or a dinosaur or a rhinoceros. I don't know what the fuck it was, but a blue smoke out of its nose. He's dressed like Uncle Sam. He's dancing all over the place. High five and James Brown. Meanwhile, Drago is still in the ring. He's like, all right, whatever this is, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on, but enjoy it because you have about seven minutes of life left. I am going to kill you as soon as you get into this ring. So enjoy whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> and then of course he proceeds to kill him and then next thing you know now rocky's got to avenge the death now here's where the whole thing just you know the whole narrative falls apart you know like rocky's like this he's, he's you know he's an italian he's what's he five two five three right he got gone against this freaking goliath who's jacked up on steroids his daughter's got a fucking beard and testicles <laughs> you know what i'm saying and they're showing him punch on this machine. He can punch with 2,000 pounds of pressure. You know, it took him like, you know, three or four big bombs to kill Apollo Creed. Now you're going to put this little Italian guy in there, right? Not on steroids. Working out in the fucking snow, lifting rocks, lifting his whole family in a goddamn wheelbarrow. Meanwhile, Drago's just jacking freaking needles in his ass. And this little freaking guy beats this machine. All right. <sighs> I'll always love Rocky though, man. That's my favorite. I think that's my favorite franchise of all time. I mean, come on. I mean, it's so far-fetched. Most of it, <laughs> you know, actually all of it, but it's, it's, you know, I don't know. It's just endearing. And really it's like one of the first movies that I remember watching. In fact, I saw Rocky three for like, that was the first movie of the franchise that I saw. Cause we were at, God, this is going back. This is before Blockbuster Video. We went to this place called Video Village. Anybody who's, you know, around the Northeast might know what I'm talking about. And we would go rent movies from there. And I was like, you know, I was like five, five, six years old. And this is like right when Rocky III first came out. And if you remember when Rocky III came out, it was basically like, you know, th this was when he was on his, you know, he wasn't hungry anymore. So it was basically like, you know, glamorized with the 80s and the money and shit like that. And it was boxing, and Hulk Hogan was in it. I was I was mesmerized. I'm like, I fuck, I can't. There's, this is the third one. How many are there? I, I got to see them all. 
you know, but I just fell in love with it as a, you know, as a kid. It was really good, but good to be back with you guys as always. I don't know. I know I was going to go on a six minute, you know, rant on the Rocky four soundtrack or James Brown or anything else. But I, I, I gotta tell you, I'll, I guess I'll get started with this. Cause this is just, this is funny. I, you know, I tell you guys all the time about how much I love to, you know, interact with you guys and all that kind of stuff. That's no secret, right? I mean, I, I say this all the time and I love the messages that come in good and bad. You know, sometimes somebody will send me like a funny message and I'll share it with you guys, you know, a little, little short little thing. Right. But th- it's, it's the bad ones. Th- those are the ones that I love to share with you guys. Cause I like that's when I share those, I do get messages from people like, what the fuck? Why are they even listening to this show? If they know you do X, Y, and Z. Right. So <laughs> you got to understand sometimes when you're trying to come up with comedy and trying to come up with bits. Okay. There's certain details that you need to omit to make the bit work. I hate the people who are just so serious and they're like trying to pick everything apart that you do. And then they give you some sort of asshole logic. And it's like, yeah, but those, those are the details that you have to omit to allow it to be comedy. You fucking dickhead. All right. I, I got an email now. Of course, like I said, only, I only get emails from people that I don't know. Everybody else, it's like I say in the close every week. You text or call me if you have my number. Get me on Facebook Manager Messenger. Do whatever you need. And for everybody else, there's Christian at the CRodPodcast.com. Well, <laughs> now I should have known. I think I should have known. I'm not going to share the guy's name. I'm not going to share the email address. I don't, I don't want people peppering him. But I gotta tell you, when I as soon as I saw like that what was in the email address, I went like, oh god, this this could go one of two ways. I look at the email address and it says Horror King. That was part that was part of his little, you know, it was like there's a little numeric phrase in there and all that kind of stuff, but it said Horror King. I went, Oh Jesus Christ. So he basically wrote me a a novel. I, I I'm not even gonna read it. I'm not even gonna I'll just give you the bullet points. And the highlight points of it. All right. Now, he, so he basically ripped me. Now, when I saw Horror King, I thought, oh, no, uh-oh, I think I know where he's going. And he basically wrote me this, this novel on how stupid I am because of my take on the Halloween movies. Michael Myers just crowd surfed. They're about to put him, I think, what is an incinerator? What, what is this? Hold on a second. But he fucking crowd surfed to get there. They pulled his body up out of the, out of the car. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh. Oh, they grinded him like a fuck. Oh, they put him in between two big ass fucking human sized. Holy shit. Damn, that was crazy. Michael Myers was disposed of in a midnight procession. There would be no. Oh, no, that was fucking crazy. I mean, is this guy is this guy serious right now, or is he just being a troll? Because like, I, <laughs> he he was so butt hurt that I that I basically ripped the whole fucking movie franchise apart of on like how they can't kill Michael Myers and all this kind of shit. And and he he was like, you were he, he called what did he call me? <laughs> he said I'm shallow minded, and obviously he said something to the effect of like, obviously I don't know how Hollywood works. You know, if people are paying for the movie, then keep on making the movie until they stop paying money for the movie. 
So by you saying, like, why didn't they do what they did in Halloween Ends and Halloween 2? And then he said something like, uh, maybe because they were going to you know, make millions and millions of dollars. Genius. He called me genius. It was like all this shit, dude. I'm like, dude, will you relax? First of all, I, of course I know that that's what the money thing is. And if you do listen to this show that much, because he ripped all three bits that I did about it. So obviously he listens to this show every week. Probably not anymore after I bring this up. But I'm like, of course I know that. If you listened to the freaking episode two, three weeks ago, didn't I talk about the Fast and the Furious doing fucking 15 movies? Didn't I talk about that, dipshit? You hear that one? Do your homework. And it was exactly what I said. I'm like, you know, as long as you people keep on going to sign up for this fart can movie, they're going to keep on making them. And it's the same exact thing with Halloween. It's like, of course I knew. And he was he's now he's giving me like his whole Rob Zombie take that Michael Myers isn't human and he's a beast and you can't kill him. And you can't and he's giving me this whole thing. I'm like, well, how old are you? Like I really don't hope that you're like forty seven years old. <laughs> Actually sending this email to me right now. And the other and furthermore, if I did the bit three times over now, I think I did the first one right around Halloween week. That was five months ago. You've you've been listening to the show for 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 that long, and now I come to the third one. That was the one that that triggered you <laughs> to the point where you had to send me this email that I I can only think the guy took sixty milligrams of Adderall before he wrote it. I had a couple Red Bulls. Have you ever had a Red Bull? I never had a Red Bull before, but I had a Red Bull last night. I really like Red Bull. I'm just like Jesus Christ, man. You know, get the watermelon out of your ass. It's it's comedy, man. That trilogy of Halloween bits that I did, I, I've actually gotten the most emails about, which is why the two bits made it into the best of season two. <laughs> People just aren't happy unless they're miserable. I've I've come to that conclusion. I'm pretty sure. You know. Because I, I just, again, I don't get it. And, and there's a lot of people that will probably send me an email or a message, I should say, the people who know me about this this week. They're going to be like, dude, what the? like?" Wh-? And that's the thing. I, like, there's certain people where, you know, there's certain, like when I say beat your fucking kids and then and then they send me an email, how butthurt they are. Then why are you continuing to listen? Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't figure that one out for the life of me. They're hitting me with all this shit I say. I got to be honest with you. I got to think that there's a handful of people out there that listen. Just It's almost like the Howard Stern effect. Like, you know, like if you don't like me, then then then, then why are you still listening to me? Like most common answer, I want to see what he's going to say next. That's the only thing I can equate it to. Because these people nowadays, they put themselves through this shit. Like they'll, like they'll go to a comedy club knowing they're going to be offended. It's like they go out of their way to, to, to get offended. It's just absolutely crazy. All right. So, you know, for the guy that, you know, that, that, you know, for, for horror King, yeah, go fuck yourself guy. <laughs> you know, like it's free. If you can't handle that, it's comedy. I, I, you know, maybe I'm sorry if I hit a trigger point that you might have, you know, Michael Myers posters on your wall still while you're living in your mother's basement. I, I you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Not sorry. All right. It's enough of that. Now I told you guys, you know, when I was talking about New Year's resolutions and things like that, like I am not going to be the guy that goes to the gym on January 2nd. It's just not happening because you're going to go in there and be elbow to elbow with a bunch of other people who've been putting this off for three years. You know, it's like, just go January 10th. Nobody's going to be there. They're all going to be gone. 
But I've, I figured it out that I, even if I have to donate $10 a month, I'm just not a gym guy. Like I'm not a, some people I, I've said it on this show before. They love that shit. Like, Oh, you have to work. You can find me at the gym. I'm a gym rat. I'm okay. Um, what do you do for a living? I lift things up and put them down. Excuse me. I lift things up and put them down. But I figured it out. I figured out. I, I figured out why I'm not a gym guy. It's a couple. It's a couple reasons. One, the hardest thing to do about going to the gym is going to the gym. That's the hard. That's the hardest part. Like I will sit there, <laughs> like at work, and I'll wake up. I'm logging in. I'm like just getting awake. I'm like, all right, dude, you're start. You're going back to the gym tonight. You're going tonight. All right, whole day goes. It's like noon, one, two o'clock. You're going, you're going, you're going. I, I get done work at 5.26. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. It's a whole thing, you know. Got to pack the bag. Got to go in the car, drive down to the gym, go in the locker room, get changed, fucking, duh, duh, duh. and then you, and then you're in the gym, and it's like, oh, I gotta wait for this machine, or this guy's in my way, or I need those dumbbells. I'll just stand in the corner like a fucking. No, I'm good, fam. All right, so I got to the point where I'm just like, I've had it, I've had it. I got like, I got to get back on the freaking wagon here, but I don't want to go to the goddamn gym. So I just broke out the dumbbells, right? So Monday, Monday I do arms, Tuesday I do back, Wednesday I do chest, Thursday I do shoulders. I figured I'd take a couple of days rest before I start doing that thing all over again, right? And I, <laughs> excuse me, there is. You're not going to tell me, and I said this when I was talking about running the other week. These these people get all geeked up about exercising and running and shit. Oh, it's fucking great, man! It's fucking awesome. Is it though? <sighs> all week, all week, I've walked around in pain, <laughs> in just straight up agony, all week. You know, and based on the muscle group that you work. Because here's the thing, right? It's it's like, you know, if you want to burn calories, do cardio. You know, if you want to burn fat, lift weights. And that's why I'm lifting weights. Right? But you just got to know that it's, it's you know, all these people who sit there and say, oh, yeah, you fucking, you work out, you fucking feel great. You know, everything feels good. You're in good shape. You're, you know, mentally healthy, the whole fucking thing. You know, all this other bullshit. I'm like, feel, feel great. Where? <laughs> Where? Because I know that when I did, you know, when I did arms that first day, the next day I couldn't use my arm. Oh, I'm just in pain the whole entire time. I mean, think about it like this. Like, you sit there, I feel great, I fucking feel great, ah, da, 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 right? But there's always going to be one muscle group that you can't use that day. <laughs> you know, like, say you're sitting there in an ATM, you know, like one of them outside bank ATMs, and, you, and you're going to, like, you know, just you know, withdraw cash or whatever it is. And some guy just comes running down the street and just yanks your wallet out of your hand and fucking just takes off. You call the cops and they're like, so what happened after he ran away? It's like, oh, well, you know, I tried to chase him, but, you know, I, I did legs on Tuesday, so I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't run and run. <laughs> Is this whole thing a hoax? What's going on, man? You know? And, and then the next day I did my back. My back killed me the following day. You know, and then chest and then shoulders. Like, my, I'm, I'm I, and I had yesterday and the other day, you know, off. And I felt worse. I'm like, when does this get better? Before I started teaching MMA, of course, I trained in it, you know, and I walked around in pain every day because I was taking shots, you know, but I mean, that was pain. 
But like this now, like this whole lifting weights or cardio pain or all this kind of shit, especially at 44, fuck that. I mean, I know I got to stick with it. But all, all the people with the fuck, oh, it's fucking great, man. It all it reminds you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a joke that the great Artie Lang told one day. I don't even know where he was. He might have been on a talk show or whatever the case may be. And he was talking about how, you know, coming off of heroin was like the hardest thing that he had to do. And then he started doing these things where he was going to a doctor like once a month, like just for checkups while he was, you know, recovering and, and things like that. So he would go into the doctor and it, you know, he's like, I just, man, he's like, I just miss it. He's like, I miss, you know, the high that heroin gives you. It's just like, I can't explain it. Like, it's just unbelievable. And the doctor's like, you know, you should try running. <laughs> and Artie went, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about running? What are you talking about? It's like, because you get a high, like you get a high from running. And he's like, it's, it, you know, it's going to be the same as heroin. And Artie went, same as heroin running is going to be this. He's like, you sure about that? <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah. You know, he's like, your body releases endorphins and the brain has receptors and then fucking dopamine and all this other shit. And he's like, all right. He's, I'll tell you what. He's like, I'll try running to see what the high's like. But you, he's like, have you ever tried heroin? And he's like, no, no, I haven't. He's like, so wait a minute. We're, we're arguing about what's the better high running versus heroin, and you're not even qualified to have this argument because you've never done heroin. Try the heroin, and then we'll talk. You know, and the doctor's like, I'm a doctor. I can't fucking do that. You know, but keep running. You know, he's like, I'll see you next month, right? So he, he tried running, and he came back the next month, and, he's, and he goes to the doctor. He's like, so how'd you feel? Like, was it, you know, was the high close to heroin? He's like, doc. This is why I didn't even want to run because I knew that this was going to happen. He was like, I, he's like, I felt good for about you know forty five seconds a- after I was done, but the high, not even close. The fuck, the fucking heroin. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And just for that, I, I need you to try the heroin now. You know, he's like, ah, I ain't gonna do it. You know, blah blah blah. Right. So he goes in the next month, and the doctor like wasn't in that day. Right. So he reschedules the appointment. He comes back two weeks later, and the doctor's not there again. So he leaves the doctor's office to go on like one of his runs. And he's running down the street. He gets to like you know to an underpass, and he sees the doctor all junked out in a, in a fucking heroin camp, you know. And, and Artie runs up to him, and the doctor's like, "Oh, Artie, man, you you we weren't fucking kidding about this heroin. Jesus Christ, man! How can I even compare the high running to heroin? This this is fucking crazy. Hey, man, by the way, you got twenty dollars I can borrow?" <laughs> and Artie's like, "Yeah, sorry, I gotta run." But, you know, no, it's funny. It's funny how, like, you know, how, how people get all geeked up about working out. It's like, okay, let's walk around in pain all the time. Like, there's a certain muscle group I can't use every single day. But, hey, man, I feel great. <laughs> it's like when Dennis Leary ta- told that joke about, about Jim Fix. Hey, I got two words for you, okay? Jim Fix. Remember Jim Fix, the big famous jogging guy? Jogged 15 miles a day, did a jogging book, did a jogging video, and dropped out of a massive heart attack. When? When he was fucking jogging, that's when! But he wanted to bet it was two smokers who found the body the next morning and went, Hey, that's Jim Fix, isn't it? Wow, what a fucking tragedy. Come on, let's go buy some bots. <laughs> when he was fucking jogging, that's when! <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm up against a break here. I'm actually on time this week. I lied last week. I thought I was on time, and I added like another four minutes. Sticking to my guns here. Our regular segment's coming up on the other side, and a whole lot more. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back in a flash. Hey. 
Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. A man walks down the street. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big. I am not a Paul Simon fan at all. I, I'm not a Simon and Garfunkel fan at all either. I just think they're weird. You know, like like Simon and Garfunkel, for example. It just felt like that their whole entire career was just a eerie two part harmony on a loop for eons and eons. I don't know, just weird. But I did like I do like this song because I think the only reason why I don't I'm actually watching it on my Spotify screen right now with Chevy Chase with the fucking trumpet. I think it's the only reason why I like the song because Chevy Chase was in the video and like it, <laughs> I loved him, man. Back in the like late 80s, early 90s, man. I freaking love Chevy Chase. He, he's freaking hilarious. <clears throat> But it, it, it is funny because, like, he just had that sense of humor. Like, he had his own brand of humor where he knew he was doing something ridiculously, obnoxiously funny. Yet he just did it with a straight face. Like, he, he was fucking great, you know. But the weird thing about Chevy Chase is, is he is a complete jerk-off 
in real life. Like everybody hates Chevy Chase in real life. Like he's just a dick. Like the entire SNL cast hates him. Like everybody who's ever worked with him hates him because he's just a blatant dickhead. And man, I'll tell you, it's like 60 degrees out there, you know, and, and we're getting into that season where it's going to start the weather break and bringing all kind of new noises. You know, Mr. Soft, I'm surprised Mr. Softy's not back already. As a matter of fact, he's usually back in like February, you know, when it's, when it's 22 degrees outside, you know, but like I, I am stopping this even in the first segment, like I was stopping it frequently. Everybody's got to get the fart can. Hey, man, you know, it's 60 degree. I got to go out and uh, annoy everybody. Yeah, all right. You know, I, I do want to give two quick updates. I can't actually believe that I didn't say this in the open because you guys know I get geeked up about this stupid stuff. As you guys know, season three here is the quest for 52. You know, outside of an emergency, it was my commitment to you guys to get an episode out every week this season now i will say this today actually marks 52 straight episodes meaning i've done one for a year straight this last week last week last year i i skipped a week and i came back this week so it's 52 straight episodes you know not in the same calendar year per se but hey i finally made it to a year in a row and i will do that for the rest of the year, knock on wood, provided everything works out. All right, but this next thing, this next thing kind of got me in a, in a little bit of a pickle, in a little bit of a, a little bit of a uh, an ethical struggle here because it uh, got to do a follow up on on my little boy. I'll tell you, man, Deacon, I, he he is now he is now at large. He is at large. We are live from Sky Fox 1. Crackhead on the loose. Last seen smoking crystal meth out of a Pepsi can. And, you know, it's it's, it's getting to the point where I'm like, oh, you know, I, I think he, need, he needs rehab. I, 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 I don't even know if cats have rehab. Do cats have rehab? Whatever the closest thing to it is, he, he needs it because he is a crackhead. Like this. All right. <laughs> I got to get it to the point now. Like, I can't give him this shit every day. I can't give him this cat crack every day because he's starting to develop a tolerance for it. And then it's going to get to a point where his tolerance is going to be so high he's going to go through withdrawals in a day. I don't give it to him. He's going to be in the corner. You know, get, hey, Dad, I'm sick. I need some cat crack. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Have I become a bad cat, Dad? They turn my cat into a crackhead. Here's the weird thing, all right? Like, now, I told you. Like, uh, other than the other brand, I, I pull this shit out. He's in the other room, and he's, he's like, what the fuck is that? Well, I, he runs right in my face. Now, not only that, like I told you, he he's, he's he gets uh, cracky <laughs> when, when he eats this shit. Now, I put it on this plate. It's not a paper plate, but it's not like a glass plate either. It's kind of like a, one of those, like, you know, little, little plastic plates. And then, you know, when I'm done, you know, when, when I'm done with it, like, instead of just like, I'll just slide it underneath the coffee table. And then, you know, when I'm, when I'm ready to use it the next time I'm going to give it to him, I'll just, I'll just grab it right from there. Right. And like, <laughs> I told you this the first time I, I told you about this story when I first gave this crack to him, but I mean, I could, at this point it's meth, but like, it's so weird. I'll be sitting there, right. Working. And my coffee table is, you know, five feet to my right. 
you know and i see him like 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 voraciously trying to get to it underneath the coffee table like he's, he's like ah, give me a fucking plate like guy there's no drugs on there what do we, what do we want the plate for so bad and that's where it gets to be like he's like hunter biden like trying to find parmesan cheese or fucking pretzel salt in the rug so he could smoke it like thinking they're crack rocks and then he'll successfully get the plate out like the and like he's he'll, he'll go from one side and he'll stick his head underneath the table and he'll kind of like use his nose to push it out the other end right and then he'll lay down once it's too far for like his head to get in then he'll lay down and he'll use his front paws to kind of just push it and then he has access to it and then he once it's finally out he goes and like he'll start sniffing it and licking it and now he's got to lay on it like he's guarding it like <laughs> like don't take my crack what have i done what have i created yes look what i have created created a crackhead a little cat uh you know I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was just trying to get you high. You know, have a little fun. I didn't know you were going to become a junkie. Oh, God. What am I going to do with that kid? You know? Whew. But this is kind of, you know, food time usually on the show. Oh, and a quick update, too. My refrigerator just took a shit. Which I'm not looking forward to getting all... I mean, I got to get all that shit out of there. Like in the next 24 to 48 hours. It's going to fucking stink. But hopefully my landlord's not a cheapo. Like, oh, I'll just get somebody to come out there and fix it. Because this fridge is from like 1976. You know, just give me a new fridge. But if that happens, I mean, it's the C-Rod cookbook will be coming back. Just in time for the weather to be break going in the summer. I won't be cooking anymore anyway. <laughs> But listen, man, I don't know if this was because it was the day on Friday or whatever the case may be, and this is something that I've talked about before, but now it's just completely fucking out of control, okay? I was sitting at my desk on Friday, you know, usually like around in the early afternoon, I'll say to myself, like, all right, what am I going to, you know, have for dinner tonight? Like, I'll, I'll conjure that up, you know, what I'm going to do, right? So, I, you know, usually the first thing that pops into my head, I subconsciously, like, am in the mood for, you know, so I'll, I'll do that, but like... I was like, ah, I'll get a fucking cheesesteak, right? Now, I get to like, I don't know, I'm done work at 5.30. I got to, it was about 10 or 5. And I had no work left to do. In fact, I've even, I even worked ahead, you know, for Monday and knocked like Monday shit out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have an easy, well, knock on wood. Every time I think I'm going to have an easy day, usually some shit pops up. But like, you know, I worked ahead so I can have an easy Monday, right? So I basically had 40 minutes, like, they'll just fuck off. You know, so I'm like going around on social media and I'm scrolling down. And what did I say? I saw, well, it's National Cheesesteak Day. Everybody go out and get a cheesesteak. I'm like, great. Because you guys know me. I'm petty as shit. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, guess what I'm not doing? <laughs> I'm, that, I'm that petty. I'm like, I ain't doing it. You know, because the people who are working at cheesesteak places must know that it's National Cheesesteak Day. And if you show up on that day and buy a cheesesteak, you're a dickhead. You're just a fucking dickhead. So I went out and got, I got a hot roast beef instead. <laughs> and you guys know how I feel about that. I've, I've done a bit on that too. The whole national something day. Like, okay. Yeah. Maybe it was national cheesesteak day on some people's national day calendar, but what, who, maybe it was national egg roll day on another. Who, who knows? But you guys know how I feel about people who just, you know, oh, watch me eat. Oh, let me post something. Watch me eat. 
Here's the thing, and you guys know Dave Portnoy's on my list, and I can't stand that fucking guy. I can't stand him as far as I can piss, okay? But the one thing I will say is everybody, I think there's a, a large majority of people who just kind of like bit off of his idea thinking that this guy got famous doing his pizza reviews, which is completely false. He started Barstool. I mean, as much as I hate the guy, you got you, you got to respect him. I mean, you know, he started Barstool Sports like fucking 25 years ago he's been at this shit. And people, I think people think he got famous because of his fucking reviews. And I told you about that dick bag that's running around Philly doing like cheesesteak reviews now. And, and, he thinks it, and the funny thing is like it, like it started like he had like he would get like, you know, 10. 10 reactions and then like 50 reactions and he was like he was growing pretty quick now now his his flame is now fizzled out when i see him now he's back down to like you know like like 12 12 reactions he was he was up to like you know 900 or thousand and i'll tell you why asshole because like here's the thing and i think it was because it was national cheesesteak day that i saw this this guy all right now he's created a, a, a you know minions I must have saw 20 different, and it was the same guy, but 20 different guys on Friday for National Cheesesteak Day, and now they're doing, oh, I'm going to do my cheesesteak review, man. And it's all the same dude. It's the same Northeast Philly guy with the, with the fucking flat brim cap, the shaped up beard, you know, the, like the, the, the hoodie, the white and black hoodie, zip up hoodie with a fucking weird design on it, jeans and fucking sneakers. It's the same guy. He's from fucking Holmesburg. and they go to the same five to seven places all the best places in the city that everybody and their mother has already done a review on or said they were the best or or people have just gone there and known that and they'll sit there and describe like what's on it like we don't know and and how it tastes like we don't know what are you doing that's any different than anybody else you're getting a guy going up to a fucking cheesesteak place with his flat brim cap (laughs) And then they tell you, oh, and it's always when they're describing it. And this goes for anybody who's trying to do these food reviews anymore. Like I, I did the one bit where I played you two reels and there was the one girl who was like fucking 400 pounds and she's doing a a, a review of her eating a, a, a gang, a McGang bang, the McChicken and double cheeseburger like put together. Why am I 400 pounds? I don't know. I mean, you just took in 2,600 calories on that sandwich. I don't know. But anyway. You know, the guy will be like, it's it's like every person that does these reviews, they whenever they describe like what's on there, they always say, you've got your, ooh, you've got your seeded roll, you've got your shaved ribeye, you've got your Cooper Sharp cheese, you've got your fried onions, oh, let me take a bite, oh, oh, that's really good, oh man, oh, it's fucking great, why, what qualifies you, what skill do you have? I've, I've said this. I think I said this probably on the second episode of this show, somewhere in the in the first three or four. In fact, I'm watching this show right now. It's not to go down a quick rabbit hole. I'm watching this show right now called Louder Milk. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's it's great. Okay, I, I actually played a clip from that show on this show before. It was a couple weeks ago, in fact. When I was talking about how like people like make their voices do certain things, it's not how they really talk. And and the star of Louder Milk is Peter from Office Space, and he walks into the coffee shop, and he's and and the girls like talking like that, and he's like, "Why are you talking like that?" Like so, basically, what he is is he's a recovering alcoholic who runs a support group for a recovering alcoholic. 
you know, like a little, little AA thing, right? And he's just miserable. The, the guy's just miserable. And, like, everywhere he goes, he just rips people because, like, like, he thinks everybody's ridiculous. He's kind of like me a little bit. But it's fucking funny. It's on Amazon Prime. And it, that was a show that I was talking about, like, the whole British Netflix thing. I'm like, what is with that? Like, you know, because it was on, like, UK Netflix. I wanted to watch it so bad. And then I was just going through Prime the other day. I was finishing up Animal Kingdom, which had a great ending, by the way. And I saw this. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, that's a show. And I started, well, it's fucking hilarious if you get a chance to watch it. But he was basically, he used to work, you know, back in the day, like in his heyday, he worked for Rolling Stone magazine. He would follow bands around, and he was basically a critic. And in the show, he got into an argument with a girl, and the girl was like, "What? what is, what's even the point of a critic? Which is basically exactly what I said, you know, when I did a bit on critics way back in the beginning of the show. And I'm like, they, they serve no purpose. What what skill do you have? It's not like you go to school to become a critic. You're basically just giving your opinion. And why should I value your opinion? What makes you a credible source? Because I, I hate to tell you, you know, a flat brim cap and a shaped up beard and a fucked up hoodie does not qualify you for jack squat. Jack squat! And they're popping up left and fucking right. It's it's just, it's like, you are not listening to me. This is a regional thing, you know, like, the, like a cheesesteak in Philadelphia is a regional thing. Now, of course, the whole world knows about it, but do you think that, like, you know, somebody in fucking Omaha, Nebraska gives a shit about John's Roast Pork? They don't. So your shit's going to fizzle out quicker than the big idea that you had. Oh, I'll just, I'll just get paid to be fat. I'll just do fucking reviews for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll get 2 million followers. Everybody cares about what I think about a cheesesteak. And the thing is, every fucking place that you're going, they're already national fucking landmarks. Of course it's going to be good, you dumb fuck. What are you saying that's different than anybody else? Oh, I love that roll. Oh, man, fucking ribeye. Oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Thank you for describing it way different than everybody else already the fuck did. You fucking jackass. Seriously, I gotta know. Like, what qualifies you? You know, like, <laughs> you know, 20 guys, straight brim cabinet. By the way, you ever see those guys? They, they go into a fucking barber and get their beard shaped up. <laughs> Fuck, like their DJ Khaled. Oh, man. Those guys need fucking Jesus. And, and they're not very far away. It's those same guys. They'll be doing a cheesesteak review two months from now when the weather really fucking breaks with the fucking black socks and, and the navy blue Adidas sandals to go along with their flat brand cap and their fucking shaped up beard. I'm just done. I'm just done. You know, like, and that's the thing. Like, everybody, like, Dave Portnoy blew up and everybody knew he was viral and all this other shit. And they're like, oh, he's reviewing pizza. Look at that. Oh, well, let me do the same thing. Did you start up a company 25 years ago? And, and you know scratch tooth and nail your freaking way and grind your way to finally like get something no you didn't you saw him give a pizza review thought that he was a fly-by-night overnight success which he completely wasn't and thought oh well, well people are gonna love to hear what i have to say i qualify i'm 378 pounds fucking assholes stop if you see the one guy though if you see the one guy, you'll know who I'm talking about. It, it, his his shaped up beard is kind of like you know like a, a a reddish brown, like he's a ginger, but he's not. He's a dark ginger, I guess you would say. He's a dipshit, but like, 
there's this why so this one place Berardi's because they're like the secret is out everybody knows that like you know shaved ribeye and like a hard seated roll is is really the way to go and Angela's really blew that wide open so there's so many places popping up quick that that that, that make this style of cheesesteak now which is clearly better than any cheesesteak you're going to get now this one place opened up in Southampton called Berardi Brothers and this this isn't the guy I'm talking about but this is the these are the guys that are popping up now I will say that the only the only difference which is still part of the uniform that was different he he did have the flat brim cap he had the shaped up beard but instead of the jacked up hoodie he had a, he had an eagle shirt on which was completely fitting <laughs> you know that's the thing about like you know if you think about like the northeast philly monk like everybody you know there's memes i actually follow the there's a page for the northeast philly monk where they just you know post memes of him like hanging out in front of you know uh, paddy wax you know like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth the reason why that's so funny is because that monk really looks like every dude in in the northeast like it's just it's fucking funny man you know but listen to this dipshit now here's here's he went to this Berardi brothers in southampton and, and just just this is this is what you get this is what you get from all 52 of these fucking idiots they all look exactly alike they all sound exactly alike because you're going to hear a pretty thick northeast accent coming up and they all say the same thing check us out southampton pa Berardi brothers now if you're on facebook cheesesteak gurus this has been blowing up over the last month. I think they've only been in business for about a month. But I see them mentioned in the same conversation as Angelo's, John's Rose Pork. I mean, even if it's close, it's going to be a great cheesesteak. It passes the eye test, looks really good. Sarcone's roll, fresh ribeye, Cooper Sharp, fried onions. Try it out. This thing looks amazing. That is top-notch. Uh, that is a great cheesesteak. Everything is very fresh. Fresh ribeye, Cooper Sharp is all melted throughout. There's enough of it. That Sarcones roll, love Sarcones. Now, I don't think it's as good as Angelo's. John's Rose Pork pushing it. But we're talking 1A, 1B, 1C. These are all top-notch cheesesteak places. Berardi Brothers, falls right into that category. If you find yourself in Southampton, make your way over. This place is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Angelo's is 1A. And, you know, John Rose Pork is one bed's pushing it. You know. Okay. It'll pound sand up your ass. All right there, Chief. <laughs> and another thing <clears throat> that they all do the same is when they go take, a, like, a bite of it, like once they take a bite, like they 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 don't look into the camera. It's almost like like they they'll put their like their hand in front of their mouth because like they don't like I guess they don't want people to see you know cheese all over their freaking mustache and beard. I don't know what that's all about, but they all do that. It's the same move they all do, you know. And what was it that he said? Oh, it passes the eye test. The eye test. What? <laughs> what if it didn't? We're just gonna leave it on the counter and walk away. I think what I'm gonna do now. You know, being that they, like I said, they go to the same five to seven places. You know, 
if it's outside of the city, they'll do like that place that dipshit was just at. They'll do Curly's in Levittown. And then in the city, they'll do Angelo's. They'll do Cafe Carmela. They'll do John's Roast Pork. You know, it's, it's no secret like where these people are going. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to post up. Like I'm going to go post up in front of Cafe Carmel and wait for one of these dipshits because they always do the review right in front of the place. And I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet, whether I'm going to, you know, uh, either, either. So here's what I want to do. I want to do one of three things. <laughs> one, because I would, my goal would be to make them buy another one. <laughs> Meaning I'll be out there, right? And it, you'll see the guy, like he'll be doing this, he'll be setting up his little camera, put his cell phone up on a ledge, you know, so he can have his little shot, right? I'll do one of three things. One, one, I said I actually wanted to do to Portnoy was just walk right by and just hit the box from underneath and just knock that pizza all over his, his fucking chest and his face, all over his clothes and shit. That would be funny as hell. So I would either go up and like as he's about to go take a bite of it, I'll just go like smack it into his face, <laughs> like, like you know, like like you're like you're smack. <laughs> Like you're smashing a pie in somebody's face like he's about to go take a, a bite of cheese to come from behind it. Boom! <laughs> Smush! Right in your fucking face. That would be funny as shit. Two, just completely video bomb him. You know, like like he's midway through the cheesesteak, so like he can't do the beginning anymore because it's not whole. And as you're biting into it, I walk up, I'm like, what is with you fucking dipshits? <laughs> like, just come in and completely video bomb him. Or... <laughs> from a little bit of a distance, throw something and try to hit the cheese stick. Like right when he's like, you remember I was telling you that story about that guy. He was the Uber driver when I went out with my buddy, Matt. And he was like, basically telling me like how he worked in a prison and people just like, they, they don't, they don't shank each other anymore. They just throw their shit at each other and piss. Wouldn't that be funny as hell? <laughs> I just threw like a piss balloon. <laughs> This dude's like, yeah, all, all right, so he's got the fucking ribeye and the seed roll and, and your fucking onions. And I got Cooper Sharp. Yeah, let's go try Berardi, bros. Here we go. He goes to take a bite and I fucking piss bomb right, right in your fucking face. <laughs> oh, man, fuck those guys. Now, here's, <laughs> I was, you know, I was just telling you guys about, it's a really nice day out there. So, like, the, the, the fart cans are a plenty. But here's what I don't understand. Like when people are driving in their car, right? In the winter or like in the fall, are they do they not listen to music? I, I'm at that age of my life where I don't listen to music in the car anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I listen to like podcasts and shit. You know? But like it's it just seems to me it's like, dude, why is it like when the first nice days come? Now I understand their windows are down. It's not like it is in a winter. But they're like blaring the music out the window. Like I like now not only do I have to stop like in the middle of a sentence for a fart can going by, but now I'm getting all these cars like, you know, like with the three thousand dollar systems. It's like, do you not do that in the winter? Because I never hear people blaring music in the winter. It's just only when it's the first couple of nice days. It's just crazy to me, but it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week, so here it is. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. <laughs> no, I'm going I'm going to go the other way. Again, this week. The one time I did that crazy racist Karen cuz she was in her 50s and usually I go after the skippies in in the get off my lawn segment, but really, it's just this is more of like an age disparity type of segment. Now, 
This is one thing I'll never understand. Now, again, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when I get to be like a, a senior citizen. I don't know how my mentality is going to be. You know, when I was 30 years old or 25 years old, I would always say to myself, I'm like, I'm always going to keep up with like, you know, pop culture and music and shit like that. I never understood why my parents didn't do that. Like I would be, I would be like playing, you know, my kind of music, you know, in front of older people. And they're like, will you finish that music? You know, like they hated our music. And then, you know, every generation is like that. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that way. There's no way I'm going to be that way. Like, I just can't see it, you know? And I'm at that point now where I just like, I, you guys know me, I hate everything. You know, like I think music is garbage, you know, and I didn't keep up with pop because I didn't know that back then. You don't know. you like, you can never prepare yourself to what your mentality is going to be and how it's going to change as time goes on. All right. So I hope to God that I'm not like this. And being that I was in the business, I don't think I will, you know, just cause I know better, but like, I, I I'll give you an example. I got this guy, right? He's on my Facebook page. And he used to, he, I think he still does. I don't even know, but he was a member at the golf course that I was a member at. And he, you know, he would play in our money group and shit like that. And the guy was a complete space cadet, nice guy, you know, but a complete space cadet. Like he was, you know, three croutons short of a Caesar salad. Like he was just a, a, a yo-yo. Okay. And he's like 65, you know, somewhere around there. And he, every single day, I'm not talking about like weekends. I'm talking seven days a week. He posts videos on his Facebook page of like going to see like local cover bands who are also 65 years old. <laughs> you guys, this is going to you know be two-sided here because first of all, you guys know how I tell famous people. I mean, just last week I was talking about Madonna. I talk about Neil Young. I talk about all the people who are like 70 years old, still trying to be relevant. I'm like, hang it up. But at least I could say for them that they have like, you know, they had an original smash career. You know what I mean? Like it makes a little bit more sense for them to not want to go away because they were in the spotlight making millions of dollars. But then you go over to this side where it's like a 65-year-old a, a cover band from Bucks County still trying to live the dream, playing other people's music. It's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. It's embarrassing, man. You know, like last week I'm hanging out with my buddy Chuck, right? And they're the first fucking table, the first table, at like right in front of the stage when the band started playing, there was probably eight or nine of them at the table. And I, I think the youngest person was like 64. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? But there, it was funny as shit, man. There was they had a whole air band, like these people that go out and realize, like you know, like everybody is seeing what you're doing. When you see the world, the world sees you. You know, like they had a whole air band. The one guy's air drumming, the other, the other guy's air guitar, and these guys are like seventy. <laughs> Don't it's like fucking, you know. And and then oh my god, it's just it's fun. It's funny as shit. They're all dancing around. It's like you're just fucking the dawn of the dead over there, you know. But like the people, the group. So what I'm trying to say is, this guy is like a 65, 70 year old groupie of like cover bands. I got to be honest with you. That, that was one thing that I couldn't stand. Like I couldn't stand, like I don't listen. I did not mind like, you know, being on a break and like, you know, some dude coming up, but yo, you guys sound good, man. Like, Oh, thanks dude. 
you know, and I'll, I'll sit there and like openly talk to people. I had no problem with that. The one thing that bothered me though, was like you had guy, like everybody has them, unfortunately, you know, but like they had, there were, there were guy groupies were actually a thing. Like they would follow you around to like, see you play. And then like you come off the stage and they think that you want to spend your whole break with them. Yeah, I appreciate your comment, but you know, can you kind of, you know, go fuck off over there, please? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to talk to this chick, you know, and they would do it. You know, it was weird, but it was like, you know, like, don't be, oh God, I just never understood it. But now at 65 years old, you're going to go do that? Taking videos of Mike LeCompte, <laughs> fucking 70 years old, still trying to be Roger Daltrey. Just Stop. You know, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand the bands that do it. You know, like there's, there's gotta be a certain cutoff, you know, maybe 50, 55, you know, especially if you're not doing your own shit, if you're playing in a cover band at 67 years old, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're up there looking like Mick Mars. Like you could just pass away at any second. Like there's no energy whatsoever. They look like they're laboring <laughs> fucking sweat all over the goddamn place. Drummer's about to have a stroke. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. <sighs> old people groupies of cover bands and old cover bands to, to begin with are just like, it's flat out embarrassing. And like I said, I hope I don't do it, but I, I, I you know, I can't speak for myself when I'm 67 years old, even though that's not too far away. But I could, I could pretty much say, like, just being, just being in a band and knowing how it works, I, I don't think I'll be sixty-seven years old going out to see, you know, Steamroller Picnic, <laughs> anytime soon. It's not going to happen. But it's just, I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. The guy posts a video every day, and I'm not talking like, you know, just one video. It's like you'll see the box like plus seventy-three, like basically played like the entire set of of every song that they did. Oh, man, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, dude. These fucking old people. Like, watch the video before you post it and watch, like, your actual caption before you post it and think to yourself. Just think for a second before you hit post. This is, this looks all right, right? Like, I don't look like a weirdo. Like, you know, being, um, you know, collecting Social Security. Yeah, I'm still going to see a band seven nights a week. <sighs> Back it off, man. It's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That's fucked up. Now, I actually had a script to read for this. Not a script, but it was a screenshot of something that I took because I... You know how they always say, and this is more for celebrities, of course, but they always say, you fuck up like everybody gets a second chance. Some don't, I will say. You know, right at the top of my head would be the running back for the Baltimore Ravens, Ray Rice, who, you know... We all know he went Mike Tyson on his girlfriend in an elevator, knocked her out, and he never got to come back and play again. You know, a lot of people like that won't. But I mean, like, for the most part, like, like even Louis C.K. got a second chance. It was actually funny, though, with, with Louis C.K., because <laughs> if you don't know, I mean, if you've been living on the moon for the last, you know, 15 years, you know, Louis C.K. basically jerked off in front of a woman, and I guess she didn't want to be jerked off in front of. So, you know, like Louis C.K. had to go on a little hiatus and then they go on a hiatus and absence makes the heart grow fonder and then you come back and then everybody loves you again. The funny part about it for Louis C.K. though was, <laughs> and I love when comedians do this, he, he, he he's holding the microphone in his hand and he was like, 
All right. Uh, so you want to talk about it? <laughs> Basically, say like I'm gonna, you know, he's saying like everybody has their thing. Like he's like, you know, my fetish is jerking off in front of people. What do you What do you want me to do? You know. But there's certain things that people do, whether they're a celebrity or not, that I believe that you should not get a second chance, no matter the fuck what. And I saw this thing the other day, and I actually read it. It brought me back. I, I totally forgot about it. Not, I didn't forget about the whole thing as a whole, but I just forgot like the, the, the details that went into this. Now, you guys know me. I've said this before. You know, you give me a gun, I, I can, I can fucking, I can shoot a, a human being in, in, without even batting an eyelash. An animal? Nope. Nope. The only animal I would kill would be, you know, Gus the Groundhog. That's the only animal that I would actually physically murder and not feel bad about it. <laughs> Keep on scratching. Any other animal, I could never, ever, ever do that to an animal. Like, I couldn't, I can't hunt. I, I would not be able to hunt, man. Like unless unless it was, of course, a life or death situation. But hunting for sport, I just couldn't do it. I I I can't, you know. So I read it. You know, it was a screenshot that I took that I just somehow can't find, and it brought up Michael Vick. I was pissed. Like when when the Eagles signed him, I was I was I almost didn't watch the team anymore. I I, I wanted nothing to do to do with it. In fact, when they, they lost to the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs that year, I was actually happy. Cause I, I was just I was so pissed off that they that they brought him in here because I read this, you know, the, so the screenshot that I took was what he actually fucking did. And here's the thing that pisses me off about it. Like there's people out there that actually like for a guy like me who says like he should have never been able to get back into the league and the guys that like defend him, okay, all right, he fucked up. You know, everybody fucks up. Nobody has fucked up into the fashion that Michael Vick has because what he did was borderline sociopath. First of all, you're having dogs fight. That that whole thing, that just the whole fucking thing of having the dogs fight is one thing. But the shit that he did to them, like if they lost and they lost him money, he would pick them up by their fucking, like they, they just got, the dog just got ripped to shreds by another pit bull. And Michael Vick would take the four paws. He would take his the front paws in one hand and the back paws in the other hand, raise them over his head, and slam the dog multiple times onto concrete until it died. He drowned dogs in water until they didn't breathe anymore. He electrocuted dogs and left while he was doing it. So it pretty much meant, you know, no matter no matter how tough a dog was or no matter what the dog was. If, if Michael Vick got his hands on you, you, you weren't going to have a regular dog's life. You were basically just going to be trained to fight and get ripped apart. And if you're good, you're good. And you're still going to get hurt. And if you're not, you're going you're gonna to get you know slammed to death by Michael Vick. And then he will laugh while he does it. In my opinion, he didn't do enough jail time. I think that I, I truly think. Now, again, human beings, it's different. And, and you know, I mean, I, I don't think you should go to jail for killing people. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. You know, but what I'm trying to say is like when you kill a person, there's motive. You know, you're, you're not just killing them for no reason unless you're just a, a deranged serial killer. But like if you kill somebody, you better have a damn good motive to do it. You know, like the guy fucked my wife or, you know, or, or this, whatever, whatever it was. They had a reason to kill somebody because, you know, humans do shit. Animals is a whole fucking different ballgame. And I believe that you should go to jail longer for killing an animal than you should killing a human. 
meaning like that, like a murder. You know, like I, I get it. I get it. Like you know, meet the food chain, the whole thing. You gotta, you gotta do that. I'm talking about like willingly murdering an innocent animal because, the, and that's why you should go to jail longer. What the fuck did that animal ever do to you? Like, what did that dog? What did that pit bull? That that you know, the the dozens of them that Michael Vick murdered. What did that dog ever do to you, except win you money? Dogs, you know, the life cycle of a dog is short enough, but then you, you they basically have to live their lives in fear, like they got to go and, and, and go fight dogs for a living, and then if you lose, you're going to get killed. I, I, you know, and now he's, you know, he's, what's he doing? I think, I don't know if it's Fox or CBS or something, but he's an analyst on the pre and post game shows on one of those fucking channels. He's getting paid millions of dollars. I'm sorry. I don't. I just don't think that that guy should even be allowed to do that. First of all, and I think he should still be in jail. And then for non-famous people, all right, like those people who will, you know, leave their dog on a chain, like for their whole life, pretty much. Like, like, yeah, I got a dog. I just don't feel like you know being a responsible pet owner. So what they do is they will let a dog sit out in you know in the backyard, chained to a pole that's coming out of the ground. And they will sit there like through winter, like it'll be 10 degrees out. The dog is freezing. They just leave it out there. Like you should go to jail for that. Like, why are you bringing a pet home? If, if you know, that's the kind of life that you're going to provide from now, I shouldn't be, you know, I, I'm one to talk because I basically made my cat a, cr- a crack addict. <laughs> that's different though. I was trying to be a good dad, you know, <laughs> hey, get high. But no, now there was this one. Now here's the thing about cats. Like, all right, like Jay. I think my, my buddy Jay. I think he's got. I think he's got. You know, eighteen, nineteen cats. I, f- I forget how many he's got. But there's a lot of them, and and they're all different personalities. And like one, there's like like I think two of them. They like to go outside. Like they go outside and then they eventually come back. But not all cats are built like that. And Deacon being one of them, I've told you that a million times. He does not like if he he, he does not like outside. Like if he's not in his own domain, he fl- he freaks the fuck out. And most cats are like that. Most, most, you know, domestic cats are exactly what the fuck they are. Domestic. They stay in the house. You know, but some of them, like I said, they're hybrids. They'll go outside. But for the most part, you know, they don't go outside. And you can, I'm going to play this thing. Now, you're not going to be able to see, you know, you're not going to be able to see the video. But let me just depict of what it is. And I hope I can find it because, like I said, I've, I must have 20 million reels saved on my phone. And I know I saved this, you know, seven or eight weeks ago, you know, for my bullet list of that's fucked up segments. But basically what happens is they're, they're at this like little dock, like they're at the, it's a couple and they're at a lake and they bring the cat out to the, out to the pier, like to the end of the pier, which is completely fucked up. And then when they put the cat down, like here's what happens when a cat flips out. I've, I've seen Deacon do this twice or three times. I'm sorry. Whenever I've taken him to another place, which I, I don't, I don't recommend you do like you, you do not take a cat that that lives in your house every day and like he's a dog like you could just take him to your friend's house like you just don't do that because they're not they're used to their surroundings and that's it they don't have that gene in them to just be able to go different place from different place to different place they just they can't do it so what ends up happening is like the night that i moved in here okay it was you know it was a midnight getaway move (laughs) you know so I get there, you know, and of course it was stressful. It's just putting him in the carrier. The whole thing is just stressful for him, you know, and I, you know, I, I bring him up in the carrier and I open up the, the thing and he comes out 
and he looked he looked freaked out. So what they do is they will they'll walk like really low to the ground. They stay as close to the ground as they can. I guess they feel safe doing that until they can find a place where they can hide. And that's exactly what he does anytime I've ever taken him anywhere else. You know. So um you know, so this so the the couple takes the cat out to the pier, like out to the water on the pier. And then the cat starts walking and then they film it and the cat was doing that walk. Like the cat was completely uncomfortable. Right? So uncomfortable to the fact that he was so stressed out that he ran off the pier and fell into the water. Now, another thing that cats can't do like dogs is swim. But thankfully, the cat was so close to shore when it fell in the water, like I think it was like it walking, it could touch the ground and, and get out. But I want you to listen to this first. You got this, buddy. No, he's going to make it. Oh, he tried. Here, bear. You okay? Where are you? He's mad. Drowning? No. Come on, buddy. Come here. Come here. Come here and let me dry you. Now that makes me like I want to take that woman and 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 plunge her fucking head into that same lake until no more bubbles are coming up. There was no sense of urgency whatsoever, and I got news for you. Okay. The the first meows, like before it fell in, did you hear the stress in that cat's voice? Like it it wanted nothing to do with where it was and it was doing that low walk because it was like, dude, what the fuck is this? You know? And when you heard the splash, did you hear what the, the one was like, oh shit. <laughs> like that, this is a life or death situation now. Now, again, luckily the cat fell close enough to shore where it could like kind of just walk out. But there was no like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe he fucking fell in. There was nothing that was like, oh shit, <laughs> oh he's mad. No, 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 no. You do, you do not deserve to own a fucking animal, let alone a cat, if you're gonna do that. And then the guy, like, they, they, like they were just nonchalant. Him, her, and the guy just walking on. All right, okay, uh, where are you, buddy? Where are you? Uh, he's drowning. But I'll tell you, man, did you hear the howls of that cat when she was like looking for him? Where are you at? And he's like, Row! like. He was freaked out. That was a traumatic event for that fucking cat. And assholes like that, like I swear to God. So the fact that like, you know, people can just pretty much do whatever the fuck they want to animals and there's no repercussions. Like I said, Michael Vick only did like two and a half years in prison for that. And all the dogs he slammed and all the, he electrocuted and drowned and all that shit. Like, you know, like deliberately. And the fact that people do this on a daily basis, leave their dogs outside on chains and fucking in sub-zero temperatures and just give them poor lives and just abuse freaking animals. That's fucked up. And that is all I got for you guys this week. Now, typically, I will do, you know, a bit or two after the get off my lawn segment but i again i again am getting into our 10-minute territory. I'm just out of time. If I, you know, if I do another bit that I'm looking at more work that I actually can't do today because I have my fantasy baseball draft upcoming at seven o'clock yes I'm a fantasy baseball nerd too but I'm not believe it or not I'm not even that that big into it like I am for football in fact I was the I was the guy that I got pissed off at in my league last year like 
in, in fantasy baseball last year, I basically just joined because, <clears throat> you know, I love the guy that's running it, you know, and I was just going to play in his league. But I never set my lineup once. And it basically, if you played me that week, you got a bye week because, like, I just didn't put anybody in. And in my football league, I would get pissed off at people that did that. So my bad cup. I'm going to do better this year, I promise. Even though I actually drafted, like, a championship team last year. I should have won it all. If I would have actually played my lineup, I would have won the whole fucking thing going away. <laughs> No, but I'm going to I'm going to actually put some effort into it this year, you know. So I got to make sure that I get this uploaded and everything's ready to go cuz the draft's probably going to take about 2 hours and I want to kind of get it online, you know, as quickly as I possibly can. You know. So we've technically, like I said, not in the same calendar year, but we have now done 52 episodes in a row. So you've gotten a whole calendar year and you will continue to get this whole calendar year you will get an episode every week unless i get hit by a bus as you guys already know you need to get a hold of me christian at the podcast.com you can get me on facebook messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number if you want to you know basically just send me a, a you know a long you know novel-esque hateful email because i don't know hollywood and i don't know you know how to make money in hollywood I would have killed Michael Myers off in season in, in Halloween too. You can, you know, send me a message and let me know what a fucking idiot I am. So, hey, Horror King, stick it up your fucking ass there, guy. <laughs> and as always, the C-Rob Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. It is a beautiful day out there. I'm going to try to catch some vitamin D out there in the balcony. Listen to all the fart cans and systems go by and throw objects at them as well. I mean, I, I do have like, you know, a dozen eggs I got to get rid of now. The fridge taking a shit. <laughs> Maybe I'll start pepper. I'll be like Aaron Rodgers, you know, just like leading the car in. Boom! Right on the fucking windshield and they crash into a telephone pole. That'd be great. <laughs> ah, until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Be your fucking kids. Take care. Hey! <laughs>